1: I'm Dr. Lori Hess, Director of Pet Health and Nutrition at Zupreme, and you're listening to podcast number 50. Today we're going to talk about Rabbits 101. This is really a fun topic for me because rabbits are such popular pets. I've seen uh, the number of rabbits in my animal hospital population just explode lately, literally. Um, They've become really popular. They're wonderful animals. But it's really important if you're going to have a rabbit that you know how to take care of it, that you know the basics. And that's what I want to talk about today. So one of the first things I'm always asked is, how long is my rabbit gonna live? And really, the answer to that question is, it depends on how you treat it and what you do. If rabbits are taken care of properly, if they're provided with the proper health care and the proper nutrition, which is really key to keeping them healthy, they can live even into their teens. Um, I used to say seven to nine years, but I really am seeing more rabbits live these days to be 11, 12, 13 years of age. Uh, I never thought I would say that, but I, I really do think it's because people are more aware of how to take care of these animals and to make them live longer, happier, healthier lives. So um, speaking of that, you know what should you feed your rabbit? Well, I can tell you that the two biggest health concerns and most common health concerns that we see in rabbits today. Um, are related to nutrition, and they're related to the fact that rabbits' teeth grow continuously. They're open-rooted, meaning they just grow and grow, unlike ours, and they need to chew and they chew on fiber, rough, uh, coarse hay. Uh, In the wild, of course, they're chewing on shrubs and all kinds of other coarse material, but in in captivity as pets, we give them hay, and that helps them grind down their continuously growing teeth so that the teeth don't become impacted, uh, they don't become impacted with food and become infected and abscessed, Um, They don't form sharp edges that uh, cut into their gums. And those are all problems that we do see when rabbits are not getting enough hay and not chewing for long periods of time. Remember, you know, rabbit pellets are good um, in very small quantities. Usually we say no more than about a quarter of a cup per four to five pounds of bunny weight per day. So if your bunny weighs four to five pounds, that means that he or she should not be getting more than a quarter of a cup of pellets a day. And the pellets do provide some nutrients. Um... But they do crumble very easily when rabbits chew on them. And as such, they're really not helping grind down their teeth. Um, the other reason for hay is that uh, rabbits uh, basically kind of ferment their food. Um, they rely on a very happy and healthy population of normal bacteria in their GI tract, again, their gastrointestinal tract, in their gut, um, to digest food. And it's very complicated, but it's really related to fiber and separating um, long strands of fiber from short strands, little particles of fiber. And hay, it's really important, hay provides the long strand fiber. So, So having hay and large quantities, really unlimited quantities um, of lower calcium hay, uh, lower calcium because rabbits who are not growing or not lactating, producing milk for their young, don't really need excessive amounts of calcium. Rabbits are very good at extracting calcium from their diet and if you give them uh, high calcium hays or high calcium pellets like those that uh, have alfalfa in them, they tend to sediment out or suck out all that calcium from their food and it sediments out into to their bladder kind of like a snow globe you know like the sandy stuff in the bottom and it can stick together and actually form bladder stones so unless rabbits are Uh, producing milk for babies, nursing rabbits, or they're growing themselves, they can have lower calcium hays. Things like Timothy hay, orchard grass hay, oat hay. Um, There's a whole variety, meadow hay, all of those kinds of hays have lower calciums um, than alfalfa. But the other point of hay, you know, again, is providing that fiber. When rabbits don't get enough fiber and they have too much carbohydrate, which is what pellets are in their diet, they tend to get a condition called gastrointestinal or GI stasis where the bacteria that normally happily ferment their food in their intestinal tract slow down Um, they change uh, they change in their population so the gas producing bacteria um, like to take over this slows down digestion Um, these gas producing bacteria produce a lot of toxins as well as gas and make rabbits feel like they don't feel well like they have an upset stomach so they stop eating and as they stop eating or slow down on what they eat their whole gastrointestinal tract and their digestion slows even further and that is what we mean by GI or gastrointestinal stasis Um, some people call it unwittingly and unknowingly they're still calling it uh, wool block or uh, hair balls, and while it is true that rabbits can, if they eat excessive amounts of hair, and rabbits do groom themselves, so they do ingest some hair normally, um, while it is true they can form hair balls, their stomach actually has a normal amount of hair uh, in it, and that's just part of normal digestion from when they ingest food, and it sits there, and unless they eat a lot of hair, um, they chew on something you know, inappropriate, it's really not truly an obstruction. Of, due to hair, it's sort of a slowing down of the the GI process of the whole um, digestive process, and that's what we mean by GI stasis. So we used to call GI stasis um, hairballs, but it's really usually not truly a hairball because there is hair normally in their gastrointestinal tract. So the point being that if you feed your rabbits lots of hay, unlimited amounts of hay, um, they're less likely to get these dental problems, these overgrowth of their teeth, these impactions of food in their teeth, um, sharp edges on their teeth, and they're also like, less likely to develop gastrointestinal stasis. Both of these conditions are potentially life-threatening, um, and we can do the best we can to try to prevent them with the proper diet. So no more than usually a quarter cup of, of pellets per four to five pounds of bunny per day, fresh water every day, uh, leafy dark greens are great, and there are some other greens that you can feed. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, And then unlimited amounts of lower calcium hay, like the ones I mentioned. Now, when it comes to greens, greens provide a great source of water and micronutrients, and they also provide some fiber. Um, We always hear that rabbits should eat uh, carrots, of course, you know, in in the comics and everything and cartoons, we always see Bugs Bunny eating carrots. Now, rabbits um, can eat a little bit of carrot, but carrots are actually very high in carbohydrate. And just like pellets, they can cause gastrointestinal stasis if you feed them in excess. So A carrot or two every once in a while is fine if if they're the small baby carrots, Um, but you want to really focus on the leafier parts of the greens like the carrot tops, Um, dark leafy greens, romaine, um, uh, green leaf lettuce, red leaf lettuce. You can do some other greens like um, dandelion greens and kale and spinach and and parsley. Those are fine, but those also have lots of calcium in them. So for the same reason, you don't want to feed excessively high calcium. calcium hay, like alfalfa, all the time, because you're going to get those bladder stones and that bladder sediment, bladder sand. Um, You don't want to overdo those other vegetables. So any leafy greens that are lower in calcium, you can feed um, little bits of peppers, um, little bits of squash, um, any, you know, uh, low carbohydrate, not starchy vegetables. So potatoes and and parsnips and things like that um, really should be limited, if at all, because those are higher in carb And In terms of fruit, we like to stick to the higher fiber fruit like um, uh, apples or pears, occasionally berries. Those are fine in limited amounts, but again, those have higher carbohydrate or higher sugar content, so excessive amounts of those as well can contribute to gastrointestinal stasis. Now once you, you know, if you have questions about your rabbit's diet, you should be talking to your veterinarian. And I do get asked all the time, should rabbits go to the vet? And the answer is affirmative, very strongly. Uh, rabbits should have annual checkups just like dogs and cats do. They don't get vaccines typically as dogs and cats do, but it is really important to have them checked out so that we make sure that there are no problems, you know, going on. We often don't notice problems in our pet bunnies because bunnies are prey species, so they're meant to hide their uh, their illness, their signs of illness, and when they can't hide them anymore, that's when they start to become visible to us, and as a result, um, at that point, rabbits are typically very, very sick. So we want to have our rabbits checked out, certainly fa- first after we get them, if we adopt them, or if we get them from a breeder, um, we want to certainly... Uh, have them checked out to make sure they're healthy, and then we want to check them out annually at the vet, and certainly if they're ever ill. Very, very important. Um, Bunnies do groom themselves normally, as I said, but if you should see um, excessive hair loss, um, you know, problems with the coat, with the skin, obvious things, you should also have your bunny checked out by the vet. Um, Signs like uh, lack of appetite, slowing down in appetite, becoming lethargic. Um, Sometimes we see rabbits become imbalanced and wobbly. They get a lot of inner ear infections that can affect their balance. Um, There are a whole host of things. So if you see any of those signs, or or if your rabbit isn't passing the normal amounts of stool that you expect to see, those are signs to go to the vet as well. Um, you should be paying attention to your rabbit's litter box. I know that sounds funny, but, um, you know, you really want to see that rabbits are making normal fecal pellets, those little balls. Um, they should have a softer stool either early, early in the morning or late, late at night. The cecotropes as they're called, that contain all the vitamins and nutrients that rabbits pass in their stool that they normally re-ingest or eat so that they get those nutrients back in their diet. So... If you're doing all of these things um, and you're watching and making sure that your rabbit is eating and passing normal stool, and certainly um, if you have a female rabbit, you want to make sure 100% that you get that female rabbit spayed because somewhat uh, around 70 to 80% of female rabbits after age 3 typically develop uterine cancer, which is completely preventable. If you spay your rabbit, so you should spay your rabbit after six months of age. Um, if you want to prevent uh, a lot of spraying with male rabbits or um, potentially other behavioral problems or certainly breeding, if you have a male and female, you want to talk to your vet about neutering your rabbit as well. Um, these are routine procedures that uh, are done by rabbit vets all around the world. If you're comfortable seeing rabbits as a veterinarian, you should definitely uh, you know, know how to spay and neuter rabbits. So um, if you do all of these things, as I said, you can uh, prolong your rabbit's life, make that rabbit happy and healthy, um, have more time to enjoy your bunny, and your rabbit could potentially live uh, 10, 11, 12, even 13 years. So I hope that you've learned some information today about taking care of your rabbits. Um, We've covered Rabbits 101. Uh, Remember that um, throughout these episodes when you're listening to Nation, um, you should follow our supreme pa- Facebook page where we're going to have posts before every show where you can ask specific questions for me to answer on the show. You can also see some sneak peeks to episodes there you may have missed there as well um, and if you really have very specific questions you want to ask you can contact us at 1-800-345-4767 or at customercare at Zupreme.com Thank you so much today this is Dr. Lori Hess and thank you listening for listening to Zoo Nation.
0: Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Supreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us.